Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash Press and browse unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash Press. We're good. We're here. Hangouts are live. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Waffle Press podcast. I'm your host, Diego Crespo. We're here to talk about the movies in, of June 2018. We're doing it in the middle of the month because we can't be tamed. And because, <laughs> on, honestly, there are a lot of bad movies out there right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they're not all bad. They're not all bad, no. And you know what? Film is subjective, and that's why we do these podcasts to talk about our differing opinions and tastes and uh, to, to check out anything that's out there regardless of whether or not we think it's good or bad. It, determining whether a movie is good or bad is boring. Uh, talking with friends is always fun. So it's been a while, so I'm going to introduce Nick Valero first. Hello, my friend. Hey, how's it going? How are you? I know, it feels good to be back. feels good. Yeah, yeah, we're glad you're here. Gina Versa is also here. Hey, how you doing? Good to also be back. Yes, we're alive and well. Uh, (laughs) even, Even if the planet's dying and our president is still an idiot, um... People are debating the merits of whether or not concentration camps are concentration camps. Uh, mm-hmm. They are, by the way. Anyone who doesn't think so, meet me in downtown LA Wednesday afternoon. I'll beat your ass. Uh, that's the challenge. <laughs> but whatever. Let, let's move on to fun things. Uh, Nick, what's, what's new with you? Anything you want to plug? Let's do plugs up top. Uh, yeah. Uh, we, uh, me and Gene just did a, our brand new podcast. Uh, I, we did a pilot for it pretty recently. It's all about mm-hmm. comic books and uh, how um, how nerdy they are and how much we love just in general the the industry itself. Uh, which uh, go check out serving up some comics. Check it out. Check out serving up comics when that's out. Uh, I I watched the episode. It's a good one. We're gonna see if we can do it monthly. I would very much like to see these guys talk comics because as someone who's fallen off of comics because I am what? not in love with the industry. I, would, I love comics. I'd like to hear more of. What, what to put on my pull list once I get back into that. Um, Gene, what's new? Tell me about your life. I'm just uh, finishing the short film. We're uh, putting visual effects in the... Was it the... Uh, we're replacing some shots with plates of visual effects, so hopefully it's done fairly soon. Can I, can I see it? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Wait, I did you, see it, huh? Oh, yeah, shit. you did see it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only sorry, this month has been bad for my brain. It's it's not you or the film. It is it is me, because I genuinely I, I genuinely I forgot some other movies we're about to talk about. Uh, so Gene and I did not get to talk about this movie at the end of May. So we're just gonna lead off with this, and then um, we'll hop around and talk about some movies that have come out in May, like Shaft, Men in Black, Dead Don't Die, Always Be My Maybe, Child's Play, Toy Story Three. And, of course, Dark Phoenix, which Gene and Nick also talked about. Another reason to go check out uh, uh, Serving Up Comics. But we're going to talk about all spoilers about the X-Men nonsense. Uh, but Godzilla, King of the Monsters, Gene, May 31st, on the ass end of May. <laughs> at, the, at, at the ass end of the summer box office, even. Uh, mm-hmm. At least in America, because it's not doing good here at all. Uh, yeah. We have been on opposite ends of the MonsterVerse in a healthy manner. Um, in terms of which, whether we preferred Godzilla or King Kong. Uh, but you and I finally found common ground with this movie uh, because it's one of those movies where we both walked out being like, what was everyone talking about? I loved that. Um, what, what were your thoughts mm-hmm. on, on this Kaiju Smackdown movie? Um, I felt that it was one of my favorite Godzilla films. Um, it really delivered what I wanted to see and I felt like it wasn't where it was trying to be the opposite of the Gareth Edwards Godzilla it wasn't like you know let's just do the opposite of that it it really felt organic to the story that they came up with how many uh monsters they had on screen the way they utilized the monsters they almost had character arcs and I was really really happy with it and I Felt Mike Daughtry, Daughtry, that's right. Dowerty, Dowerty. Excuse me. He really gets the monsters and the way he uses them is just uh, really incredible in the film. I just loved uh, 
how he has Godzilla as just this lazy, old, like, lizard that doesn't want to get up or do anything. <laughs> he just wants to sleep all day. And, it's it's uh, the millennial Godzilla. We we relate to that exhaustion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, Mothra's great in it, too. She's uh, Godzilla's girlfriend, I guess, right? Kind of, it's... It's up in the air whether or not right. it's platonic, but it's a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, and I like I like that that was up to interpretation. Uh, that was very interesting to me. Yeah, of course I um I I would chip it. So this me, but... I, I respect that. Yeah, and I felt that um you know I really disagreed that the human characters were like bland or boring. I felt Millie Millie Bobby Brown did a really great job, and uh, to say she's just doing eleven was a little uh. I felt like that criticism is really mean-spirited to her, especially, I mean, a young child actor. I thought she did a wonderful job, and yeah, I was really impressed by the movie. Yeah, I'm going to toss it over to Nick in a second, but I just want to call out that criticism specifically. Mm -hmm. Like, cause is, is it just because she's playing another young girl because she happens to be a young actress? Like, that's, I that, that one makes no sense to me, but whatever. Uh, Nick, yeah. did you see Godzilla King of the Monsters? Yeah, you know what? I, 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 I thought it was so funny because people were People were complaining in the last Godzilla that uh, there wasn't enough Godzilla and there was way too much people. Then people complained about there was way too much Godzilla and not enough people in, in King of the Monsters. I thought there was a fair balance. Mm. I, I didn't I didn't think like one overshadowed the other or anything like that. And I and I thought that the the fights had you know some gravitas to them. They actually had some stakes. Uh, what was it more than like the the Gareth Edwards one? And uh, yeah, I mean I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I, I would definitely recommend you watching it. I was livid that they took out King of the Monsters after one week in IMAX. Oh, that, <laughs> that, that was inexcusable, I felt. Yeah, because uh, yeah. opening weekend, I saw that in the theater, and I was like, this... I was worried going in. I, I was starting to get a little concerned, but then I saw it, and I was like, I love this. What people feel about BVS, a movie I'm generally kind of... <laughs> fascinated by uh -huh. like but the, the big fans of bvs are like this is some unsung masterpiece of blah, blah 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 right like i can see where they're coming from now like i get it because king of the monsters is totally my bvs is it like, bvs oh dude i i think it's the most fascinating blockbuster like of the year like the the, the themes <laughs> oh about like nature and humanity and the elements having to like come together to better not just one side but each other and like what it's like to deal with an invasive species and how it uses the military, not as not to like make Godzilla like a member of the US Army, but because that's like all America knows how to do is blow stuff up. So by the end, it's like, well, we can help Godzilla blow this thing up because that's kind of all we know what to do. And mm -hmm. we fucked up too. Like, I don't know. I was fascinated by this movie and I had the time of my life and the, the kaiju smackdowns were just like, for lack of a better phrase, the sickest shit. Um, I, I love this movie. I loved. I saw it twice. I loved it so much, um, but it is a little long. I think if I have like one major criticism, both times I saw it, I was like, "Oof!" I was that wasn't even as long as like Endgame, but I was like, "Man, this is oh, that was a little over two hours," and I'm I'm a little sleepy. That was because <laughs> it's kind of a lot, a lot to to process like visually at times yeah, no, but, but not only that but also i do feel like the movie at certain points is exhausted it, like there's just so much going on on the screen that like i, I think you just get exhausted by watching the entire thing yeah yeah it, I, would agree. <laughs> it, I mean part of me is glad that they they did that because it kind of reminded me of aquaman in a weird way where it's just like it's so much movie to process it's like <laughs> in the theater I'm yeah. I'm glad. I prefer this to a bunch of other movies we're going to talk about. Where I'm like, what? Why did you even bother like finishing this? Um, this this felt like a movie experience. Like I'm glad I saw this in the theater twice, especially. Yeah, and, I, and, an it, and I, yeah, man, my my skin was like tearing off from the sound system, <laughs> like in my seat, and I was just my hair is blowing back, and I was like, this is it, man. This is this is my my shit right here. Uh, I don't. It's not my favorite of the year. I don't think, but it's fuck. I loved it so much. I had a blast. And yeah, it's it's just a yeah. fun movie. Like it's you're gonna enjoy yourself watching it, right? Yeah. I uh, I, I there are, there are a lot of valid criticisms. I would I would say I'm sure. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not in a place to like discuss them in, in a in a manner that would be productive because I just don't think I'm ready to engage <laughs> with that because I'm just like in my own little bubble right now. 
Um, uh-huh. But I'm well, I'm, I'm interested to to read more into them going forward because uh, I I want to understand basically. You know, I want to I want to be part of that conversation. But uh, we got to move on. I could talk about Godzilla forever. Uh, uh-huh. I'll probably write something for the Patreon or whatever uh, down the line because uh, holy shit, this movie. Uh, anybody see Shaft? No. no I, want, I really want to go see Shaft because I love Shaft. All right, really? look. Really did, you see, did you see Shaft or Shaftson? Shaftson. Uh, Richard Roundtree remains just the coolest guy. Samuel Jackson is smooth as hell. Uh, Jesse T. Usher is actually a pretty good actor. Uh, yep. Shaft is like the worst movie of the year. And <laughs> oh my gosh. It, it's a movie made for cops and for... for <laughs> For people that are like, actually, the the, the police help people. All lives matter, man. It's it makes oh, Shaft a drunk uncle who. Wait, wait, uh, which Shaft? All of them. All of them. <laughs> all of them. It, it makes them just like oh, grumpy old men who like hate millennials because people drink almond milk sometimes or some shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Avocado toast. It's it's the it's homophobic. Oh, it's okay. Islamophobic. It's. Jesus. It's it was grueling and painful, and I I hated it. I hated it so much. It's not even like Bad Boys Two enjoyable. No, Bad Boys Two is art, Nicholas. You and I (laughs) both know this. No, no. The the thing about like Bad Boys Two is that like the filmmaking is so insane that at least it's like wow, you're like you're into it, you know. With Shaft, it's it's a it's a Tim Story movie. I didn't know that like until the day of, and um. Tim's story is a hack. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you, you, I can't imagine anybody getting anything out of this. Uh, if, if you do, more power to you. But I, I was very disappointed because I was really looking forward to that. I, I, yeah. did, I, I did think it was really funny because I remember when me and Gene were talking to the guys who made uh, Plane versus Volcano. Uh, airplane versus Volcano. Yeah, airplane versus volcano. Yeah. Uh, they were talking about how Lawrence Jacobs would be, which uh, he's always talking about. <laughs> shaft. Oh, so I remember that. It's always really funny. Like, yeah, um, I just been shaft. just watch <laughs> all the the other four shafts. Um, is there four? There's four. There's the original trilogy okay. shaft, mm-hmm. uh, shaft's big score, which is a fun little crime caper, and yes. then uh, shaft in Africa, which is less good, but it's it's a. It's entertaining. It's entertaining, it's entertaining. and yeah. Shaft taking down uh, a slave trade ring mm-hmm. in Europe and Africa, and that's like perfect. And then, of course, the late great John Singleton Shaft from the two thousands with uh, Samuel Jackson and Christian which, Bale and Christian Bale, Christian Bale and Jeffrey Wright, killer cast. Um, okay. You do yourself a disservice not to watch that movie. It's it's. It, I mean, that's that, that was that's the entire reason I wanted to watch this one. I was like, about yeah. time they made a sequel to that movie. That movie's awesome. I love that movie. Nah, it's just enjoy that one again. Uh, <laughs> like you know, like it's not it's not like the greatest thing ever, but that's a solid ass little action movie. Um, it is. And yeah, that, I, that's I, a, it's a good I one. do like the the idea of you know Shaft. The reason why I think that movie is so good is because Shaft is very much a character in this world, and then you're following him start a case you know you you mm-hmm. see him start a case all the way to the end of it and i i think that's it's really cool i really like it yeah yes. it's yeah. it's uh just just enjoy that and, again this this yeah, one was... broke broke my soul like i could live <laughs> i could live with not liking some of the other movies that i don't want to get into right now that are, are generally more like popular and, and beloved that came out this year yeah. It really right. broke my heart that I, I didn't love Shaft, but right, and it was yeah. it was exciting to see Richard Roundtree back. I mean, he still does a lot of acting in like the roles he was in. Brick, <laughs> you know what? He's good. He's good, man. He deserved better. Uh, I, I yeah. hope. Well, no, this is totally going to be the last Shaft in his lifetime, which is too bad. But yeah, that is too bad. Ah, <sighs> all right. Well, m- moving on. Um, Nick, what, what have you seen lately? Let's, let's hop around this way. I went to go see Child's Play. What, what I, did you think of it? And I fucking loved it. Jesus. <laughs> I freaking loved the entire thing. My new ringtone is the Buddy song. <sighs> is, is it really? New, it actually is. It, it, uh, I, 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 oh I, it, after the movie, went, I found it, I downloaded it, and I put it as my ringtone. It's fucking amazing. 
but no, I, I, I really do like the, I like the, the new framing of uh, Chucky. I like, I do like his redesign. I actually like the new like robotic Chucky. Uh, I, I like the fact that they took in, they, they took the basic concept of what Chucky of the child's play movies were and mm-hmm. then went, well, voodoo's stupid. Like, like the entire plot of like, oh yeah, this is all because of voodoo is very dumb, and it's let's bring this into the into our generation. How the heck can we do that? Oh, let's make it you know a, a tech like let's make it techly. Let's make it techy. Let's make it that he's an actual robot, and all of his safety protocols have been taken off. And you're basically teaching an AI, and the AI doesn't know any better. It it legitimately doesn't know that what it's doing is wrong, and all it's trying to do is make you happy. And it doesn't understand why murdering all these people that are hurting you is just the wrong thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I love. I loved the idea of it. It made me. It made me feel at times. It made me fucking really wish that people would die. And I. I, I enjoyed the whole movie. What you described is exactly what I I was drawn to with the movie because I have no knowledge of this, but I've been saying for like months now that I'm convinced this premise was like a spec script or something like that, that someone couldn't sell. And a producer on the child's play reboot was like, Hey, let's take these ideas and add them to our child's play reboot that we're doing outside of the Mancini universe. Yeah. And I don't think they ever come together because when it, when it has to be a child's play movie, is when it's like the least interesting thing to me. I, I like all the hmm. ideas. I think they're executed very poorly. Really? And I, I think the filmmaking is actually just like non-existent in this movie. Um, really? I, I was very disappointed, but I don't want to rail on too negative. Gene, you also like this movie, right? Yeah, I thought it was pretty decent for... The remake that you know is already satisfied with uh, the cult of Chucky and uh, cult of no, no, cult yes. of Chucky is uh, a masterpiece. No, it's I not. like cult of Chucky. Okay, well, the last couple of Chucky movies, but garbage. No, holy shit, dude! No way. No, no, no. Gene, go ahead. So yeah, you know, it felt like it at least constituted a remake of Child's Play. Like it did something different. Where it didn't feel like I was watching the exact same movie. I really appreciated that. And, um, like, I liked Mark Hamill as uh, the Chucky voice. He did a really good job. And um, I don't know. It was cool to see it do different elements of, like, a living doll. Um, I don't think it was, like, the greatest movie ever. But, I mean, I wasn't bored. I wasn't uh, – I, I didn't hate it. Like, um, I felt I was bored watching the Men in Black remake well we uh, can get into that one next (laughs) we can definitely get into that one next because Mm -hmm. uh holy shit oh my gosh yeah that movie was boring yeah but uh for for child's play i don't know man i i started hearing really good buzz about this as it was coming out and i was like oh you know what maybe they can both exist side by side the the don mancini franchise that he started back in 88 Mm -hmm. uh with the great director tom holland uh, and then this one, and then I was just like, "Oh man, what? Wh- why? Why did you forget how to make movies, guys?" Like that's <laughs> that's the big question. I'm coming away from the theater a lot this summer. I'm like, did everyone just like forget? <laughs> like, did they just yeah stop making movies? I don't know. Um, but again, the, the ideas in this are interesting. If it makes money and they they do a sequel, I'd like to see another director come in because. I'm even willing to like contend that the writing isn't the problem. It's not good, but it's like you don't need a great script to make a movie. You, you should have one. I'm not. I'm not condoning you don't have yeah. one. But like, like all aspects of a movie need to come together like properly to make it. No, but, work. but, I, but I, like, I don't. I don't. I don't see it as like this utter failure that kind of sounds like. I, I I really do think that there are certain aspects of it that do come together really nicely. I, I love the idea of um, the kid. I like the idea of the kid ha- is, is more than a one dimensional character that is just kind of getting blamed for Chucky's murders. I do like the idea of the kid growing, you know, growing fond of Chucky and kind of growing a kinship. Cause that kind of makes sense. Why um, he starts covering for Chucky. He's trying to, you know, 
uh, anything that Chucky, you know, in the very beginning when Chucky starts kind of like kind of going insane, he's, he starts kind of protecting Chucky because the kid doesn't have friends. And, you know, Chucky's kind of like the, the one person that's been around for him and stuff like that. And I, I think it, it does do really nice things. You know, it, it makes it, it really does, you know, not make the characters kind of feel like they're idiots. And I, I mm. do like that. You know? Yeah, you know what? Walking away from it, that the, the character is not idiots, but this is the lowest like possible bar. Because again, like I, I like even the structure of the movie, mm-hmm. but there's a problem with how they incorporate the AI stuff. I love the idea of like, hey, this corporation runs everything. There's a bug in our Chucky doll. Oh, mm-hmm. you mean one organization controlling everything is actually a bad idea? Like, that's <laughs> that's totally my shit. That, yeah. I should love this but then, movie. But then they didn't really do anything with the corporation. I mean, it's just yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I don't... No, it I, just I, came I, out, so, so no spoilers, but, like, the okay. linchpin of the, like, the plot that, that kicks everything off broke just, the movie for me. Oh. I, I don't want to yeah. say what it is because I want people to experience it for themselves. It's not even, like, some shocking thing. I'm just curious... Why other people aren't bringing this up yeah. more often? Oh, yeah, it, the, it, the start of the movie, right? The very beginning. Yeah, like that breaks the movie, and and it's what it's trying to say about these ideas for me. I mean, I don't, I don't think the film is very strong in exploring any of them, anyways. But like that one, there was like no coming back. I was like, oh shit, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Um, and that that's what really bummed me out. Well, that, I don't know that it could never come back for me. From 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 somebody who's you know used to work in that industry and kind of you know work with things like that 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 is a real fucking problem that honestly is a real problem. And no, no I'm, was, I'm not saying the problems that we see are not there. I'm saying what the film frames as the ultimate cause of the problem. Oh, it yeah. does not. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say it's it's a system of things. It says, well, it's one person, and that is. Well, but, yeah. that, but, but the thing is that it didn't even, but the, the thing is that even that one event doesn't necessarily send Chucky on a killing, killing murdering spree. Cause I mean, technically Chucky is fine. He, I mean, it, the movie takes at least like a third, the first death in the movie doesn't happen for at least like a good 30, 45 minutes of the movie. Yeah. I'm, I'm cool with all that, but that's, and, that's, that opens the door for like the plot to kick in. And yeah, that and being I, the thing that unlocks mm-hmm. it as it, it does point but the I, finger at that yeah, see what I, I mean yeah but i do like the idea of chucky very much learning he, he learned he learned to be a murderer from you know because you know he he was just trying to make people happy and like he's and he's very confused because he doesn't under he doesn't understand you know it's it's kind of like you know if you teach if all you show is murder and mm-hmm. you know and you're showing how much you love it and how much like it, it's entertaining to you you know he doesn't understand that that's a movie that, that, that what I'm watching is a movie. It's not anything else. And, you know, if you just kind of go that binary route of, oh, A is A and B is B, he automatically is putting together murder is, is good. You guys like it. Mm-hmm. I'll start murdering people and you guys will like it. And then as he's trying to do that, it's very much a, a story of betrayal. He's a tragic character and I like it. I, again... Totally cool with all of that. The way it plays <laughs> out in the movie, it just it, it it would never click for me after the way it plays out. And which mm-hmm. again, I I'm actually I'm upset, but I'm actually really disappointed because this is a killer idea, and I love uh, creepy dolls. But ah, uh, killer idea! Ha, 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 ha. Thank you. I was worried you wouldn't catch it. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, I'm bummed. Uh, hit me up when the Cult of Chucky sequel comes out. But let's move on. To He's Men in Black International. Well, you know that they're uh, not going to make the Chucky sequel. They're going to do a TV show. Which is awesome. I don't even know what that's even going to look like, but I can't wait. Uh, but Men in Black. Uh, Nick, did you watch this? Oof. I refused to because, oh, <laughs> because, why? I, because I love three so much. And I want to mm-hmm. just kind of, I just kind of want to leave it there. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't want to, I don't want to. I don't want to taint it. It's kind of—it's kind of like after you watch, you know, The Last Crusade, mm-hmm. and then somebody goes, "Oh yeah, but there's one more," and then you're like, "But is there?" <laughs> no, no, there is. <laughs> no, that is we, we, I think nerd culture in general has to leave that thing behind. We're like, "Oh, that doesn't exist." Like it exists. You don't have to like it. 
I, I might not be particularly fond, but someone else out there might I, be. You know what? I, yeah. I think that the, the, the duo of, you know, Chris Hemsworth and... Tessa uh, Thompson? Yeah, Tessa Thompson is... It's a good one, but I think you need a director behind them that knows what they're doing with these characters and these actors. Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth are innocent, and you know what? I'm even willing to say F. Gary Gray is innocent because... Mm-hmm. This uh, didn't color. This didn't color the movie for me because this came out after I saw it. Yeah. The um, the, the stories about the producers and how they basically butchered their own project. Mm-hmm. No one was gonna make anything of note with this. Right. Um, it was originally supposed to be about like immigration. Right? Yeah, which is like a perfect idea mm-hmm. for a Men in Black movie. That's, and then you you get this dynamic duo from Thor Ragnarok and you come out with this, a movie that's basically not a movie. Yeah, it's like, just, things are happening like profound things are supposed to uh, it's, occur. I, I don't really I don't really care about spoilers for this one because I don't think anyone else on the planet does. So yeah. like <laughs> I, I'm just going to say like the opening is just that shit like insane to me how they structured this. It was like Oh, flashback to six years ago. Oh my gosh! Yeah, flashback yeah, twenty years ago. And no, no, it was, what? it was like no, it was like flashback five years ago, and then they put the flashback to twenty years ago after that. So it's like it's like like wouldn't the twenty year make sense to like before have to, the five? Yeah, before five. Yeah, and you it know was, what? It it's not like they're making fucking Batman Begins where the flashbacks are like thematically tied to the characters like narrative or journeys mm-hmm. it's just kind of happening and stuff like that keeps happening in the movie mm-hmm. and i just i, I was Baffling. shocked yeah. i was i was shocked that they filmed what felt like a first draft and turns out it wasn't it was just like a bunch of butchered drafts <laughs> yeah it, uh, it was yeah it was a frustrating watch like things... yeah, but that, that goes to show you on you know sometimes the studio fucks itself Oh no! The studios keep fucking themselves. If this summer's any indication, sure. Like, uh, but I think the point of like no return for me for this one was in, they're fighting uh, like these these shape shifting dancing aliens in the street. Oh god! Yeah, the and they're just like aliens. gyrating towards them. Mm-hmm. And I got like Suicide Squad flashbacks because like that's oh, the entire with, uh, fight. Enchantress? Yeah, they were just that was the fight. Two mm-hmm. two shape shifting aliens on one side, Tess Thompson, Chris Hemsworth on the other, behind their car. And they shoot, and they realize their shooting's not working, so they pull out their guns to keep shooting at the dudes that are gyrating towards them. Mm-hmm. And that was the that was the action scene. And I was like, "What? What? what? Who allowed this? Why would you put them through this?" Um, well, it definitely, it definitely does explain why Tommy Lee Jones and uh, Will Smith didn't come back. Oh, you know what? Fun fact: I actually saw Men in Black Three uh, for the first time recently before this. Oh. Isn't it amazing? It's cute. It's cute. It's not the greatest thing in the world, but it's a very good ending. I, I right. liked it. it I, I was it justifies I was concerned. itself it, as a movie. It, it touches me. You know, it touches me. It, in it's a bit. it's got a lot of heart. It's got a lot of yeah. heart. I don't think it all works, but it's got a lot of heart, and that goes a long way for me. Mm-hmm. I agree. Sure. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Luke Cage, who is also in that movie. <laughs> yeah. He's a uh, little Smith say. No, he's his dad. Yeah. yeah. Luke Cage is Luke's is Will Smith's dad. Yeah. By three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That that's it's a cute movie. It's got it's got issues, but holy, it's the Sistine Chapel compared to this summer. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Toy like Story that? three. No, nobody else saw Toy Story three here, correct? Toy Story no. four. Four. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Four. Okay. Sorry. Um. Yeah. Toy Story three is great. Yeah. Um. I guess the the tidbit on Toy Story four is that f- fuck Pixar for making a good ass movie that makes me recommend it to people <laughs> because they haven't been this good in a long time apart from coco coco right. is of course fantastic or you're a racist right. just kidding um but toy story 4 is so good and not only justifies its own existence mm-hmm. um i i think and it's not an essential part of like the trilogy narrative of toy story 1 2 3 it's what comes after it's, and it's i a- think right now where we are like in life not just like as as a society i guess because we're like <laughs> crumbling but like for the, the people that grew up with toy story one two three i think you kind of ask yourself like what okay i did 
all this with my life and I'm doing these things. What do, what, what comes next? It's, it's why are we here? It's the, why are we here question? Yeah. Times like 10 with the greatest cinematic creation of the millennial era in mm. Forky. Uh, <laughs> Tony Hale should be nominated for a best supporting actor award because he is delightful and Toy Story 4 is basically just asking that. What, what, what comes after? What, what are we doing with, with our lives? And is, is like just because one part of our life is over, does that mean like that's it? Are we content to do that? It's, is it okay to be content to do that? Or is there something else that's going to require some change? And I was in shock. Is that good? Yeah. How, how was uh, Kim Peele's character? Not obnoxious, which is what I was concerned about. Not, not yeah. even them. I'm not. I'm not even saying them because I'm a huge fan of both of them. I, I should clarify that because I, I loved um, their sketch comedy. I love uh, Jordan Peele, and I, I loved Keegan Michael Key in the severely underappreciated Chain Black Predator. But uh, the the trailers made them look obnoxious to me, and I was like, oh Ooh, no, but... they're just making this thing. They're milking this franchise, and now I'm coming out of the gate being like, well, top ten movies of the year right there. Yeah, because like, I felt like they, sure. were, they were just doing a Key and Peele sketch and all the scenes yeah. were sort of uh, those two characters. That's what I kind of felt. I kind of felt like they had just gotten a Key and Peele spe- ske- uh, sketch and then animated around it. For a I lot of think, it. I think that was totally the intent. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it should also be noted going in that a lot of main characters from previous films really are kind of just supporting characters. This is definitely about Woody first and foremost. Oh. And Forky. Is it but, uh, Woody? Is it, what about Buzz? Mm-hmm. Does Buzz show up a lot? But Buzz, it, Buzz doesn't really have a lot to do. He has a narrative to follow. And he, he does have like a, like a part to play. But it is not his story. Oh. I think there's an interesting like dynamic you could draw between his arc through the series and Forky's arc in this. And oh, like yeah. their self-actualization as toys. Uh, and that's really all the film needs. Like I'm very impressed with the, the creative team writing and, and artistically uh, how they, they came up with these characters like journeys in this film. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very impressed. And I've, I was not really hoping like t- to even see this an opening weekend. I was like, ah, I probably should because we're going to do the episode. And I'm yeah. so happy because there's a good movie in theaters right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. uh, that was that was my one thing is that I, 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 whenever somebody says that you know trilogies are never good and stuff like that, I always refer to uh, Toy Story as like the the three movie the three like a, a trilogy that just nonstop does really well, and I'm really happy to hear that the fourth one didn't kind of disappoint on that uh, was it on that gauge. Right? Yeah, no, you don't. Like, everyone always says, like, well, do you need this movie to exist? And then someone will also say the answer, like, oh, well, no movie needs to exist. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> movies are going to pop up whether you like them or not. Um, it's, it's, it exists. It doesn't need our validation. It could have been terrible. Um, mm. it, it wasn't. And, yeah, it's, I don't have the answers, but Toy Story 4 does. I'll put it that way. No, I can't wait because I'm, I'm gonna go see it tonight, and I was I was really looking forward to it. So, now, oh, uh, you 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 will hurt. <laughs> after. Am I gonna cry like I did in Toy Story Three? Uh, different crying, and I wasn't. Toy Story Three made me a wreck. This one made me like inspired. If that makes okay. sense, right. this one it's a different kind of emotion. You'll be sharing a lot of, I'll say. Okay. Could you, could you see a Toy Story five from this? You know what? Yeah. Yes. Mm. Um, I still wouldn't like. I would still be basically as sensitive as I was about Toy Story four. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, "Look, motherfuckers, you attempted fate not once but four times. Mm-hmm. Y- you're you're betting you're, you're betting against the odds here. Oh. Um, but yeah. I think they could do it." If this what is about, how good a fourth one could be. What what about if the fifth one was like a Buzz's story? Like Buzz Buzz trying to find like his place in the universe. Uh I, I I guess I don't know if that's the direction that direction would make sense. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, that's that's what I'll say. Um okay. it's not impossible, sure. clearly, 
I believe in the Toy Story sequels now. Like people believed in Harvey Dent. I believe in the Toy Story sequels. <laughs> Hope it works out better for me. Uh, yeah. We got to move on. Uh, anybody see Too Old to Die Young or Jessica Jones? Then we'll get into the main conversation. Yeah, I started watching Too Old to Die Young. It's a very dense, long show. So like, I'm still just starting on like the yeah. first couple episodes. <laughs> Uh, I, I, this is what I've heard. If you're not a Nicholas Winding Refn fan, basically just don't. Mm-hmm. Just don't bother. Is yes. that would you? Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, I would. I would say so. Like I'm a big uh, Nicholas Winding Refn fan, so I was. I'm really enjoying myself. But yeah, I'm like, oh man, other people must be having a bad time, but not me. Yeah. Well, Amazon didn't even have it like on their um, original series page. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Am- Amazon puts their new shit up front. They don't, they don't like promote it like Netflix on Twitter or anything like that, but right. they're not, they, they're not they known do. for that. So I yeah, was like, they do, they do a lot better at uh, promoting their own original content than Netflix. Like, Oh, yeah. here you go. So yeah, maybe they, they had some buyer's remorse or something like that, but I don't yeah. know what you expected. But, like, have you I seen mean, this guy's movies? Yeah. I mean, I mean, for a show like that, I mean, you might as well just go wild with it. Cause you know, you have a scene where, Hideo Kojima cameos and slices the guy's arm off. Yeah, what? He's in it? Yeah, he's in a he's in a cameo for like oh. one scene. Kojima shows up and chops a dude's arm off? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's you wild. know what? That sounds wild right. show. That sounds about right. right. It's a wild show where people talk. I wasn't interested, now I am. There you I, go. If if you liked Drive and Only God Forgives, you might like it. I don't know if you'll be able to sit there because I know your taste. Yeah, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't really like uh, which Only God Forgives. I did like Drive. I don't like... Uh, okay. Or Did you see the Neon Demon? I did, and I actually did like that. So. Okay, so... Yeah, it's 50, more like 50, Neon 50, Demon. 50 on you. Yeah, it's a, it's a hit or miss. Either, mm-hmm. either, either, either you, I really like his stuff or I fucking hate it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. There's, so. no, there's no in-between. There's <laughs> yeah. no in-between. Yeah. That's that's why he's one of my favorites. You never know. No, man, I've been I've been catching up on Killing Eve, man. Killing Eve, that's it. I I gotta watch that because um, I I've heard such good things. Uh, Jessica Jones season three. I don't want to spend too much time on this because I do want to say a lot about the X Men movies really quick, or yeah. for I guess for like the rest of the rest, show. Yeah. Um, I saw the the first episode of the season and I really liked it. Uh, I'm a not a huge defender of season two, but I think that season has a lot of interesting stuff that really worked. Uh, more often than it didn't, even if it ends up not really coming together. Uh, the Marvel yeah. Netflix shows are very also hit and miss, like Nicholas Winding Ref in, in drastically different ways, of uh, course. Um, Daredevil season three is still like my new religion. I couldn't believe how good that season was. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I'm ultimately still sad to see them go. I've heard that season three of Jessica Jones is a fitting farewell. Have either of you started or intend to watch Jessica Jones? I, uh, I started watching Jessica Jones. Um, but honestly, I, 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 I didn't even realize it. Because I remember when uh, I was watching before they were, they were canceled. They were canceled. And I, I felt like I was more invested. And uh, what was it? When you put it in the notes of, yeah, why we should still watch it even though it got canceled, I noticed, holy shit, I'm still, I am doing that. I am very much kind of like, it's there. Like, I'll watch it when I get some time. It's not on the top of my things to watch or anything like that. Like, I saw the first episode. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, I I, I just heard that another criticism I kind of want to take to task here is is that people have said, like, well, you know, it's canceled, so I don't really care about watching them anymore. Yeah. Like, whether or not you like them, it's totally up to you. Who, who, who gives a shit, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, like what you want to like, don't. Try not to to get invested like in other people's opinions. I'm not I'm not saying you did that, Nick. I'm just saying like I can see how it's easy to kind of get swayed by that. Like, well, it's not really connected to anything else, so why bother? You know, and I yeah. that I, I totally get. I mean, there there's so many. Firefly is one of the most popular shows ever, and that got canceled after one season. You know, it had a, a longer life afterwards. Um, Star Trek, Star Trek is a, a, an empire and it got canceled in the 60s. It got canceled and it basically like single-handedly invented fandom as we know it today. It's crazy. So I, I, that's, that's all I wanted to say about that. Just like, I think that's a little silly. Um, if you're interested in something, check it out regardless. Uh, I, I will still continue with Jessica Jones and I'll still be rewatching season three to discover 
how they wrote that season of television so effortlessly and perfectly. Because if you want to know how to write for TV, I think everyone should watch Daredevil season three. It's unbelievable. Yeah, this uh, is yeah. But that, that's it. Um, but on that note of uh, why it's not fair to ignore things just because they're canceled, let's talk about X-Men Dark Phoenix. Uh-huh. Hey, there you, uh, you and Gene talked about it a little bit on your episode. Yes, we did. Yes, yes. Um, not fans, to say the least? No, not, not particularly, no. Of the X-Men universe, or are we talking about Dark Phoenix? Dark Phoenix. Let's, let's start with Dark Phoenix first, and then we'll, uh, we'll start wrapping up with our thoughts on the rest of the X-Men movies, and we'll choose our top three. Okay. Um, I, I, I was not a fan of this new movie. I feel like things are just kind of happening. Uh-huh. Like, there, there, there is no stakes. Uh, I feel like everybody is just dumb. You know, Charles Xavier is just kind of... He's not like he's always supposed to be this like wise mentor that's teaching the, the group, and I, I do feel like he's he's more reacting than actually you know leading the team or doing anything like that. And I don't know, I I, I just thought characters were acting really really dumb, and mm-hmm. you know there were certain characters that were put into it uh, that just didn't matter like at all. Uh, what's it called? What's her name? Jesus Christ! One of, one of Magneto's little henchmen, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. She got like she, he kept turning to her, and like they had like some established camaraderie or something, and it was like well, I don't know her. I don't right. know half then, of these people. Like, like they kept on pointing to people, and it was like, okay, are, do I do we know them? Do I did I forget? <laughs> like, right. what's yeah. going on? And you're kind of going like, all right, uh, I'm just gonna kind of roll with it, and then never like just kind of going like, oh, I guess somebody will like explain it of going like so and so is this person, and they've been with me for you know, this or anything like that. But I mean, it, it just didn't make any sense. It was kind of like, all right, whatever. Right. It, you know what? Here, this might be a hot take. Out of the mainline X-Men franchise, with the exception of like first class and maybe uh-huh. the first X-Men, mm-hmm. not in terms of quality, but I think they all have that problem. Mm-hmm. Not like Logan or even the Wolverine or even the Deadpool movies to an extent. I think every X-Men movie that was written or or directed by people like Simon Kinberg, uh, Singer, Brian Singer, uh, unfortunately. Um, they all have had these problems to me. So, like, I, let me say, I didn't hate this movie. I don't think it was good. Uh-huh. But, like, I've seen people say, like, this is the worst of the series. I'm like, yo, this is the best. Slow down. You can't say things like that. And Origins. Yeah, Wolverine Origins uh, is is one of the worst like movies I've ever sat through. Like, I mean, period. The only yeah. thing that's kind of cool is Lumberjack Logan, but that's about it. Yeah, like, <laughs> look, that's one of those movies that's like also, hey, this is awesome. We're exploring the past of Wolverine and jumping through time. That should be the coolest shit ever. And there is a, there is this cool structure to the Wolverine trilogy where each one uh, ex- like dictates his past, his present, and his future. Yeah. That's a very neat structure. It's too bad, like, one of those movies is awful. Um, <laughs> uh, and Dark, Dark Phoenix, though, it's... I... I didn't despise it, and I was, I was expecting to. Not that I wanted to, you know, but mm-hmm. it was just, like, you know, cards were on the table at that point. We're like, yeah, this is not going to yeah. go well. The, the, the writing yeah. was on the wall, whatever metaphor you want to use. Um, no. But Simon I, Kinberg's not the most visually interesting director, no. like at all. Uh, Sophie Turner is really good, almost. She, it's not her fault. It's no one in the cast's fault. Jennifer Lawrence hasn't wanted to be there for like three movies. Mm-hmm. Um, James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender still killing it regardless. The other cast members are fine. And it's not, I will not say it's their fault ever in these movies because everyone who's in an X-Men movie has been really good in something else. Yeah, I just, exactly. I think that's like a historical precedent but, at this point. But the 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 only thing is is that for I, for this one in particular, I do feel that whoever made this movie was either trying to retcon or in general just did not give a shit about the last movie. They didn't they there was no cohesion of, you know, the story of apocalypse. You know, it, there there is no like, oh yeah, this is the aftermath of, you know, whatever you know, whatever kind of ramifications would have happened after the end of Apocalypse, you don't see it. 
they're, uh-huh. they're, they're, it's very much like they're just kind of going like, yeah, that, that's a thing that happened. I mean, we got new characters, but I mean, it kind of like Magneto destroys Auschwitz and he basically is a terrorist and they give him a country. Magneto killed like millions of people. <laughs> yeah, and, and we gave Holy him a country. Shit. Like, yeah. just to kind of run? Like, yeah. like the, the U.S. government was just like, you know what? You're a terrorist. Let's give you a country. Yeah, no, <laughs> Apocalypse. Which is... Uh... I was talking to you about this, <laughs> I think, recently. where We were like, hey, Apocalypse was, like, really bad. I think we were all too nice to that movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, I, felt <laughs> Apoc- I felt Apocalypse was unwatchable. Um, it is. Uh, it is Dark Phoenix is just boring. Yeah, Dark Phoenix, Dark Phoenix is, is pretty dull. Um, yeah. I will say, because there's enough negative out there about this movie, most of it, not only do I agree with, I think is completely justified. I, I, you guys brought up good points in your discussion too, so I don't want to just reiterate those. But I will, so I'll, I'll just, I'll lean more positive, even though, note, I'm not recommending this movie in any way. I'm actually kind of sad that it ended on such a poor note for the longest running superhero franchise. Not that I was even ever in love with it, but uh, some positives. Um, this actually convinced me that Dark Phoenix could work as one movie with an addendum to that, to that statement. Um, you have to like establish the characters that go through these journeys. You can't just send them on these journeys without like having us be invested in characters like Jean Grey. And I think that's the ultimate flaw of this series is that every single movie stands like on its own to their own detriment where it's like, well, now Logan's the main character, even though Rogue was kind of the main character in the first movie. And then, no, Wolverine, everyone loves Wolverine, so it's Wolverine all the time. And then First Class, okay, we're starting up this new school. Uh, Days of Future Past, well, actually, this entire supporting cast is all dead. And we're bringing back the old cast from the old movies. Oh, Apocalypse, we're starting with the new cast, like we wanted to the whole time. And then the next Whoa. movie, oh, actually, everyone hates each other. And Jean Grey is actually crazy. And it's just like, what? There's mm-hmm. no, like, franchise... Uh, work through any of this yeah. movie or any any of these movies and well, to be totally yeah. honest, I, I think I, I really do think that the X Men would do better as a TV show. Well, uh, honestly, I, I do think uh-huh. that like the X Men and like everything that they're going through and everything like that. I mean, it, have, have either of you watched Gifted? I have um, not, but I no. completely agree with that. X Men. Uh, it's not that they're not made for the big screen. I think they are, but until but, proven otherwise, please make them a TV show. Because that's, that's where they belong. No, because in, in Gifted, it's all about... I, I love the idea of the reason why we're using our... Basically, our D-list superheroes. I mean, our uh, mutants. Like, we're not using Professor Xavier. We're not doing anything like that. Is because they keep referring to the incident. The same incident that... Uh, which, like, killed all of the X-Men off. And right now, they're just trying to work for mutant liberation. They're trying to do all these other things. They're trying to run from... Uh, what was it? From the Trask industry. Like, it, it's... It's really interesting, and, and but you get to which are, you have the Hellfire Club, you have all these other things, but you have a lot of character building. You have a lot of, you know, a lot of like just elements that are going into it. You know, people discovering that they have powers and everything else, and it's it, it's it's really good. It's a really whoa, good. Whoa, 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 Nick, Nick, Nick. Do you mean what? to tell me that they're actually telling on television an X Men story that is politically motivated? Yes. <laughs> yes. Like it's the X Men were made to be. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, it's Insanity. all about insanity. Insanity. It's all about how the government is discriminating against mutants, and uh, they're fighting and trying to, and they basically have like an underground railroad for mutants to like make it to other countries, so like Canada or Mexico. See, that's the shit I want to see, which I, I, I'm not holding my breath for, and. In, in, the MCU when they get rebooted. Mm. I'm not too worried about them getting the character dynamics right. We all know that they're very good at that. Yeah. That's why people love those movies so much. I really want them to not forget that, hey, the X-Men are not just a society of outcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's certainly part of it. It's yeah. that they are discriminated against. That, that needs to be a main point in the series. And I think at, at some points in the, in the X-Men movies it was... And then other times it's just like forgotten about. It's very, it's yeah. a very weird franchise and, looking back at it. Yeah, but not only that, but also, I, I mean, it, if you're going to have these, these epic like storytelling, you know, I, I think Dark Phoenix would be a great season of television. 
like the entire Dark Phoenix like storyline. Like you can have an entire like season, season and a half of like just telling the Dark Phoenix story, and it would be an epic thing of of television. You know, uh-huh. you, can, you can have all of these storylines, and you can give it justice. Uh-huh. And everything else, and I, I, I really don't want to see them back in the movies. I would really prefer to continue seeing them in television, and uh, just kind of seeing where that goes. Because I mean, Gifted has shown it, you can make a good X Men TV show. You can make a good X Men property live action and still give all of the characters their, their, their time, their moments. I mean, they have an entire Hellfire Club, like as their villains. Like they have the Hellfire Club, and it's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because we don't need like these huge world ending events all the time. Also, you know, like um, there, the third act reshoots that uh, were set on the train. Like, yeah, like that's a boring setting. Yeah. But there were, there were some moments where I was like, hey, the action in this that was clearly shot by someone who wasn't Simon Kinberg, pretty kind of inventive. Like there's that bit where Magneto, it's just like a, a 30 second thing where he's sliding on the floor, shooting and tying pieces of metal into people and stuff like that. And I was like, Hey, why is this like the most exciting part of this movie? Right, and I was telling you know <laughs> where did that come from? Yeah, I was telling Nick um, in regards to the uh, well, we kind of said this on our uh, podcast, but in regards to the powers, like everyone uses their powers so boring in the movies where it's just like Magneto pushes, like he has his hands forward and he's moving stuff, or he's like pushing things, or it's just like people like I don't know, like when you were a kid, you were just like pulling your hand to, like, do something. That's your power. <laughs> at, no, at, no point, at no point does anybody use their powers in Dark Phoenix for something inventive, something that is yes. yeah. clever, clever or, you know, like, oh, yeah, we outwitted the, the bad guy because we used a combination of our powers in mm-hmm. order to get to this result. You know, we just kind of kept pushing shit until eventually okay. <laughs> end up you know, honestly, that this is becoming a big problem with me in a lot of superhero movies. Uh, many of the ones that have come out recently are much better than this, I should also note. I just mm-hmm. want to say that it is a problem I'm having. And maybe it's because I, I rewatched uh, the, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy recently. But I was like, the action in those movies are just, like, impeccable. Like, every, every yeah. time... Uh, Spider-Man swinging around to fight someone. It's like it's it's doing some new and inventive way of doing it. He's not just like throwing a punch. He's he's like the the action evolves so beautifully across those three movies on drastically different set pieces. And how many of the X-Men movies are basically just a bunch of people on a flat piece of land or in like a hallway, like tossing stuff at each other or something? You know, like it's yeah. it's ridiculous. It's the X-Men or or running through a forest or running or running through, <laughs> or running through so many cheap. forests. Logan, Logan Innocent. Logan ends in the forest, and it's the only one where you're like, where the fuck was this movie the whole time? <laughs> yeah. Logan is so good. <laughs> it's like, it's crazy that it's attached to these other movies. <laughs> but I, I, I definitely do think that, like, uh, which I, I think the X-Men uh, franchise in a whole, uh, I, it, it, I'm, I am sad that it doesn't get to, like, kind of redeem itself after Apocalypse. And you know, send us off. I, I honestly was just kind of hoping you was gonna send the like the, the reshoots. Mm-hmm. I thought I was gonna send it off with like a good goodbye or like some some form of like you know some some nice like feeling at the end of going like well that was a good series like that was that was nice or anything like that and it just kind of went it just fell flat unfortunately yeah, it just, just kind of fell, mm-hmm. fell flat just the ends. yeah and it's, it's yeah they they so clearly wanted this to be their end game a movie I am on. Also not a fan of, but mm-hmm. like, you know, at least I have like moments in that movie. And this one, I'm like, well, that's an interesting idea. Too bad nothing happened like at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what? But the ending, I, I will say it's fine. I could imagine someone making that much more interesting. That was not this creative team. Because at the end of the day, this is like, it, it's been handed back to the same creative team that started it and messed it up in the first place. You know, like that, there was never going to be any real growth from that. You just, there, there couldn't be. That regardless of my feelings about like the majority of these movies, even like, why, there was no reason to expect anything different. And that's the biggest bummer of all. You know, you know why? Like, because, because it was ripped out of Vince Vaughn's hands. It should, uh, what's wrong? It should have. 
Yes, it was pulled out of Matthew Vaughn's hands. I think if from if Matthew Vaughn would have been in charge of the of the X Men series after First Class and everything else, I think I think you'd have a very different story. I think you would yeah. have, you you would have a a, a good story and everything else. It's fun. I, 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 it would it would have been better. I'm not so high on Matthew Vaughn after like Kingsman 2 because mm-hmm. good lord but um first class still generally holds up for me for for what it's worth and there's a lot of stuff I like and it's actively interesting in that movie still mm-hmm. uh but yeah there's there's all these different directions the series could have gone it's too bad that it never really lived up to its fullest potential mm-hmm. um but there were some interesting outliers generally people like the Deadpool movies mm-hmm. uh Logan obviously the number one, I think, for a lot of people, rightfully so. Um, I really I like the Wolverine. Actually, I like the Wolverine a lot. Yeah, it's. Uh, I thought it was. Yeah, Wolverine yeah. is a pretty decent movie. It is. It's a, it's a fun movie. Yeah. I, um. I guess to start wrapping up, uh, top top three X Men movies for everyone. Does does everyone have a list, or should we should we talk, hop around? Yeah, sure. I would go. Mm-hmm. Logan, number one. Probably um, X Men First Class two, and then or excuse me, X Men First Class second spot, and then Deadpool two, number three. Okay, that, that's a I did not expect Deadpool on there. Yeah, um, well, Deadpool two I felt is a very uh, well made movie. There's a lot of themes. You know who would expect something so profound from Deadpool? Yeah, <laughs> so, did not expect yeah. that. Nope. Uh, yeah. I, it's <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I would definitely have to go with uh, what was it? Uh, X Men First Class is uh, my is which I'll, it's definitely got to be Logan X Men First Class. But I'm gonna go with uh, X Men Two if we're just gonna stick to the X Men, like the actual X Men storyline uh, and everything like that. I I really do like X X Two. X Two is is a uh, it, it's. It's an interesting storyline. I do like seeing the the X Men kind of on the run and like mm-hmm. this uh, this like need to you know find uh, sanctuary and you know this uncovering of uh, basically you know problems and uh, being able to solve them and everything like that. Yeah, I do. I do like it. I think X Men. I think X Two is a. It's 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 a damn good movie. I, yeah. And I, I can't. I, it's kind of hard to find stuff that's kind of wrong with it. That's my. That's my big thing. Well, we're at the end of the episode, so I don't have time to get into all of that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, the the originals don't don't do much for me. So, like when people say like the last stand is the worst, I'm like, well, it's about as good as the other two, in my opinion. But <laughs> like, I, I recognize I'm in the vast minority. Um, so for me, it's boring. But yeah, Logan, fucking, where did that movie come from? Uh, even James Mangold's other movies aren't as good as that one, which is like shocking. Um, First Class and uh, The Wolverine. I, I really like the last two Logan movies uh, quite a bit. And uh, First Class gave the series like uh, a shot of adrenaline to the heart when it needed it the most. So yeah. that was like baffling mm-hmm. that they just didn't follow up on that in any way, but yeah, yeah it's, it is what it is. Um, Nick, your, your point about the X-Men going to TV. I, I really agree with, I, uh, I don't, I don't know if they would allow that to happen because I think they know that these movies can be money makers when they're good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's, it's unfortunate because I do, I do think if you made, uh, what was it? Like you don't even need to make it, like have all of these other things you can just follow a couple of stu- uh ever seen um what is it uh god damn it it's a it's a new show on uh the sci-fi network it's all about like kids that are inside of like a oh network. deadly class yes deadly class i could not remember it. it you could make it kind of like that where it's a bunch where you're following a group of teenagers and they're all in you know the charles xavier's like school and stuff like that, and you follow them. You don't have to follow like Mystique. You don't have to follow any of them. You can just follow random teenagers and just kind of deal with their problems. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's it's totally be an ensemble thing, you know. It should never like you could have the the ensemble revolve around one particular narrative and one person's narrative, but 
it needs to explore like multiple people at the same time, which is yeah. also why like regardless not just of yeah, not just Wolverine, not just like any one person in particular, except like maybe uh, Magneto and Xavier. Yeah, but like uh, this is why I also don't envy people having to reboot this as a movie is that you basically have to make an Avengers level movie. Yeah. You have to tie in like multiple characters, multiple narratives, and without the benefit of having them pre-established beforehand. Exactly. And that's it's why a I'm, lot to do. And that's why yeah. I'm thinking, that's why I say a, a TV show does so much to doing that. Because you could spend an entire episode, an entire hour just diving into a character and finding out what their motivation is, who they are, and everything like that. And then you can move on. You you have all of this, and you can move on into the next set piece, or into the new the next adventure. Yeah, that I mean, it's just the answer is like right there, and just people won't do it because of money, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that, that's that's totally the way to go, and I, I hope people do it, even though it is it is clearly difficult to do superhero television right all the time. Uh, Except oh. unless you're Legends of Tomorrow, which is a perfect yeah. television show. <laughs> <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow is a is the DC's universe too. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow is, <laughs> is so good. It is so wonderful and delightful, and remarkably well written. It's a goofy ass show. Here, this is how we're going to end on a positive by talking about Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that Nick, did, you saw it. <laughs> It's an ensemble television show that the X-Men series should follow in suit with, but the latest season of Legends of Tomorrow is fucking amazing. I love it. I, I uh, what was it? The, the idea of dealing with magical creatures and making a theme park out of this. <laughs> it's such a beautiful series about fighting against apathy <laughs> with nothing but empathy and love and care and devotion to your fellow people. And everybody's a it's, loser. Nobody's... Yeah, yeah, that's that's the best X-Men story. Everybody's <laughs> like a loser. Like the last season of Legends. Yeah, like, we're all losers. I don't know why we why any of us think that we're cooler than we actually are. We're all, we're all losers. Also, they fight a carnivorous unicorn that wants to eat people's hearts, and that's that only dope? the season premiere. So you should all watch it. Was that a dope episode where everybody was oh, like, yeah. oh, it's a unicorn. It's just stabbing people with its horn. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's amazing. It's yeah. th- This yeah. show should be making, like, it bit off all, the, all the viewers trend. It bit off a dude's nipple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it's, it's the best. It's amazing. Um, it, it's amazing. Go yeah. go watch Legends. Uh, I actually really enjoy. I, I liked their throwback uh, because they couldn't get the, two, the shows to connect for the, uh, the crossover. Oh, yeah, because they didn't want to, like, exhaust everyone in their crew again. Yeah, they didn't want to do that again. But it was really funny that they made a they made a joke because they needed those heroes in the final episode. And they were just like, wow, we should have really done the crossover. And it's, yeah, that was cute. I, I, I like having, like, these specific things. or And I like the fact that it's kind of, it's very tongue-in-cheek. It's very funny. Yeah. On it. that note, um, this is a random question. As mm-hmm. a movie, who would you like to see direct the X-Men reboot and then plugs? As we go around, uh, oh, if oh. you guys need a minute, I could just toss out oh. a name. Okay. Who do you think? Uh, this person will never do it, oh. but uh, Sam Raimi. Yeah. I think Sam Raimi needs his comeback as a filmmaker um, because it's it should be illegal that we've gone six years without a Sam Raimi movie. Yeah, and it was uh, Oz, the great and the powerful dude. Yeah, which does not yeah. hold up, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I think he could do some interesting stuff with the action. I mm-hmm. think he's a very empathetic filmmaker. His his stories are very human, even when they're dealing with very odd fantastical elements. Mm-hmm. Um, that that would that would be uh, quite the get, in my opinion. Um, or, or or a person of color would probably be mm. important behind the camera on this for yeah. once too. Like, not only because we need more of them, but like the X Men are specifically like you know not a very subtle metaphor for <laughs> for yeah. uh, that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would go with um, David Sandberg from the Shazam movie. No, he has to make the Shazam trilogy, Gene. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Gene, kids grow so fast. He has to stay on that for the next three years. You he doesn't have any time, dude. He has no time. They need to start filming like back to back. That's all. This is it, man. That's it. No Justice League for these kids. You know that or uh, what was it? Every, every Shazam movie, the kids get a change. Oh no. <laughs> well, apart from from Billy Batson, the kid the kid's good. It's just like he was the weak part of that movie. Which is very good, a very good movie. I don't know if I ever mm-hmm. talked about it on here, but I liked it a lot. Probably, uh, yeah, because you barely saw it. Yeah, <laughs> like go to discount theater. It took you a while. But I, I loved it. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, he he would be good if he wasn't doing Shazam, is what I'll say to that. Nick, anyone? Uh easy. Uh, because I'm gonna stick with. I want them to do a TV show, and I want Dave Filoni to do it. The the movie? No, I want him to do a TV show. Oh, well, he's going to be in Star Wars land until the day he dies, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that for him. Yeah, man, Dave Filoni doing which If they give him the the X-Men before uh, giving him Star Wars, come on, do it. God, yeah. He he would probably, I think he could do it. Um, Oh, I know he could do it. It would be amazing (laughs) if he would would make, uh, uh, to have Dave Filoni do a show, be the showrunner on a Star Wars TV show, the show would be bomb as hell. You'd have great episodes. It would yeah. be something. I, 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 I don't know. You I, I need to see what he does with the Mandalorian first. Come on, you could have the Toad. You could have an entire episode about Toad. Maybe like the Jar Jar. Uh, I don't know if I need that in my life. <laughs> you didn't know you needed the Jar Jar episode, but you have it. There are two Jar Jar episodes, and <laughs> I like the one with Mace Windu a lot. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's the greatest like team up ever. <laughs> um, all right, that that's it for the show. Goodbye, everyone. Nick plugs. Uh, once again, go find uh, me and Gene at uh, uh, serving up some comics. Uh, the episode should be coming up pretty soon. Um, follow us and ring the, and hit that bell for notifications uh, as soon as it comes on, so that way you can guys can be notified of new episodes. Gene. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, G9892, and look for uh, any cool updates on my movie. And of course, you can find me on Twitter at the Diego Crespo. Check out the rest of the Waffle Press retrospectives, uh, other other Hangout episodes, uh, May 2019, if you're interested in what came out that month. That was a really fun episode, too. Uh, check out other other things down below. Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud iTunes, even though they're getting rid of that, but I, I guess mm. the links will be the same. I don't know. I don't yeah. know Apple. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Hope you liked this episode, because if you didn't like this, you got to like and subscribe anyway so you can find something that you do like. We have been professionally unprofessional. Yeah.